So Rebecca, you wrote a, another book. You made I did it. Made another book, which is is like a big feat, uh, considering that I now am trying to get my first book out, and I've realized just how much work it is. So I I, I wanted to talk with that about you. What do you talk with with you about that? What do you say? I'm ready. This is the Psychology in Seattle podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kirk Honda. I'm a licensed therapist, and I'm also a professor. Who are you, Rebecca? I'm Rebecca Bloom. I'm a licensed mental health counselor and a board-certified art therapist, and I just put out my second self-published book. So what is this book about? Well, this book is really influenced by my time of doing sensory motor psychotherapy, level two, which is really about attachment styles. And while this was happening, the color coloring book bubble was happening and I decided to do coloring pages about attachment styles and realized the easiest way to do that would be about animals and how they're in the environment and how some of them have hostile styles and some of them are very loving. So 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 it's a coloring book that is self-help regarding Attachment is that? Am I hearing that? Yes. Right? Okay. And you have different pages of that people can color with different mm-hmm. with different animals. Mm-hmm. Man, I really want to see this thing. I need to see it. Well, and it's not all animals. So there's about ten animals by themselves, ten animals in families, and some of them are like you know a sloth, mommy sloth holding baby sloth. Or there's one that's two bears fighting. And then it gets more abstract, where it's just shapes relating to each other. And then there are about five images that are just the mandalas I do for fun for my own practice, but made into coloring sheets, if that makes sense. And you're so, like, all you're, the color is stripped out. It's just the lines. And you're an art therapist, so you have experience in working with clients in this way and have adapted a book along those lines. Is that right? Yeah. So actually one of the things that is interesting about this book is, uh, it's my first, um, crowdsource book and that I asked all my friends, like what, what are powerful, what are animals are, do you think would be most powerful for your clients to see in imagery? And one of the things that was unexpected is, um, Someone said to me, who's worked in inpatient for like 15 years, she said baby animals. I was like, oh, baby animals. Uh, so there's, like, I would have never thought of that myself, but there's lots of baby animals in this book. So is there a introduction to help people yes. understand what's happening? Okay. Yeah. There's this. What's it called? Uh, it's called Attunement uh, Mandala Coloring Book. Attunement colon Mandala Coloring Book or Attunement mm-hmm. Mandala? Attunement colon mandala coloring book mm-hmm. by rebecca bloom available mm-hmm. on amazon. amazon yeah for how much are you charging it's 14 dollars, but wow. just know it's completely self-published and so all that money it takes a lot of money <laughs> to make one of these things happen yeah um it's not like you know i see these books where it's like three dollars for a coloring book and i think like I don't know how that person did that, but you know, I got to uh, pay me for what I do. Well, that and you're a clinician and you have to pay for it to be 
printed and it takes a lot of time and blah, blah, blah. And, and 14, what'd you say? 14, 15 bucks, 14 bucks. I think 14, that is cheap. So, and, and the hours and hours of, hours. of activity and there, so you know, that you can get out of that is well worth it. I'm sure. And I hand drew a lot of these. So that's like, Really, literally hours. I mean, this was like a labor of love. It's something that I wished was out there, and I often have these feelings. Like, why doesn't X exist? Oh, if I want X to exist, I have to do it myself. <laughs> like, okay, spend the next three years making X happen. T- tell us about your other book. So the one before this was called Square the Circle, Art Therapy Workbook, and it was a series of directives that I, in session directives for clients that um, I've developed over my career. So, um, yeah, a lot of people ask me for art therapy ideas, and this, and this was a chance for me to put those all together in one place. Awesome. So, Square the Circle, Art Therapy mm-hmm. Workbook. Mm-hmm. It's been selling like hotcakes on it, Amazon. It sells on Amazon. It's quite amazing yeah. to me. And that one is priced at similar? The same amount, I think. Yeah. yeah. And we've done an entire video episode on that that you can get on, you can watch on psychologyinseattle.com and I think in the video section. So, well, and again, the first one is called... Um, Square the Circle. The first one is called Square the Circle, and the, the second one is called Attunement Mandala Coloring Book mm-hmm. by Rebecca Bloom on Amazon. Is there anything else you want to talk about today? I, I have a question for you. Okay, ask away. What's it like to be the landlord? Because oh. a lot of therapists listen to this podcast and are you know they they rent from a landlord and they sublet blah, blah, blah. Uh, but you recently, uh, because you, you, know, you had, you had an office downtown in the pioneer building, which a lot of therapists had been there for decades. Not, not anymore. But they raised their rent and just because By it four to six times. Yeah, Cause they're, uh, presumably in one of the hottest real estate zones of, in the world really, which is like right there in pioneer square and which went from like during the economic downturn it was downright scary right there like i wondered if any of us were gonna make it yeah so when the food trucks started showing up and the tech guys and flip-flops and it was like oh my god this is all over yeah we've lost our little safe corner of the universe right and it's this really cool old building that has one of those super old elevators and it's it's uh, I you know it, it makes sense to me that the owners would try to capitalize on that and so they kicked all everyone out and many of my therapist colleagues had to find other digs and you were looking around and you're like again you're like I can't find the office I want to so I'm gonna make it myself and so you leased uh, a larger building a larger space than you needed. And mm-hmm. then you're subletting out to well, other, and, other people. Yeah, I took on the process of reconfiguring an old dentist's office and, you know, became managed a construction site for a while, which is like way out of my skill set and had to do all kinds of things like, you know, f- 
dismantle an alarm system that had gone crazy. I mean, it was like, I feel like MacGyver after this experience. Like, it was just, like, dug super, super deep and learned a lot. It's funny now to, like, walk into buildings. Like, the air conditioning's not on. And I'm like, yeah, that's because the master switch is not. It's like, there's, I now know how to look at buildings differently now that I've so intimate with the one that I work in. And um, yeah, you had to get better doors because because so you have massage therapists in there. You right. have uh, who? What other professionals? So there's two. Um, there's three of the offices are mental health counselors, and one is a massage therapist. And the doors on the building when I got it were these pocket doors from the '70s. These like paper thin doors that then also have these air vents in them so completely inappropriate for therapy and you know what's expensive solid wood doors yeah and then i got the sound kits on top of those so lots of money on doors so you hired someone to install all that stuff yeah so in this real estate market in seattle i found somebody who had time this is like a tiny it's like too big for a handy person and too small for your average construction person. And that was the kind of thing, like the people I found, we agreed on the time. And then they called me and said, we need to come a week earlier. (laughs) It's like, what? (laughs) So it's, you know, anybody who's done a home rehab project, you know what I just went through. I mean, it's just the craziest. Everything that can go wrong does go wrong. Oh yeah. Well, I had a house that I actually renovated myself and similar to you. Now, whenever I walk in, to a house, I instantly see all the all the you know workings and goings ons, and I for years did everything from plumbing. I you know I sweat pipes. I I did HVAC. I I practically lived in the crawl space underneath <laughs> underneath the house. I um, completely demoed and. Uh, did a whole bathroom with tile and like a hand, I hand made a, a shower pan with, with, wow. con- with concrete, you know, cause it needs to slope down to the drain, you know? And, and that involves all these layers of like rubber and, and metal uh, mesh and like da da da. But anyway, I'm saying all this because I was so glad that you said you hired someone to hang a door because the one thing that I could never master was how to hang a fucking door. Yeah. <laughs> like hanging a door is so complicated. You think, well, because some doors these days, they come already with the frame. You know, it's not just the door, but they come with the frame already attached. And so you just have to put the frame in the spot where the door is and it, in your head, you're like, ah, oh, you just put it in there, nail it in. It's like, no, like it, it's so, it's like this weird three dimensional puzzle that it just never works. And, um, so I'm so glad you hired someone to do all those things. I should have, that was, I, you know, well, plus in Seattle, everything's on a slope. Like it's not like yeah. anything is flat in the entire city. Totally. Yeah. And the house I was renovating was like 60 years old. And so everything was, off kilter and blah 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 but anyway so so now are any therapists i know that are in your office just curious i don't think so okay these people are all new to me and this is columbia city right yeah hopping hillman city hillman city and so these people just just uh looked online and found you and 
And you so- know, it was a really funny uh, combination of things. One actually was the woman who helped me with the book. This is what she does professionally. She kind of helps people assemble these projects. Uh, one of them was a, the massage therapist was a friend of hers. So that's pretty funny. And then uh, there are several therapist groups on Facebook. So I posted in some of those. Um, and then since then, I've had to look for two subleasers. I'm trying to think, you know, like a kind of a Craigslist thing. I've tried to do word of mouth, but, you know, people are always like, ah, you know, I just signed a year lease or I've got another six months in this lease. So trying to match it all up is. Yeah. It's but a thing. I'm guessing you wanted word of mouth so that you could you wouldn't have to deal with randos, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's pretty, you know, you need to trust that this person will pay rent. Yeah. Not be crazy, not be high drama. And I've learned some things. Like in the first round, we had a woman who was sensitive, which is like, you know, I want to support that. Uh, But it was really difficult in the space we had because we had a massage therapist working who used oils and, you know. And then, you know, I learned that like the handy woman that comes with the building is a really heavy smoker. And so you smell if she's been in the building, you know? So it's like all these weird random things that you can't control. Is that really your responsibility though? Uh, what part? All that. (laughs) It just seems like that'd be a, I'm, I'm feeling protective of my friend Rebecca on that one because it seems like that's a tall order for you to manage the air in, in. Well, that's the sense sensitive person left. And I've since decided no more sense sensitive people. Or tell them I'm not responsible for what's happening. You know, like it just seems like you've got enough on your plate that you can't, you know, deal with that because um, that's a lot to ask for. You know, because clients can come in with different perfumes. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. That's that's a lot to ask for you to do because you're working in the office yourself as a therapist and you don't have time to run around and make sure that everything is okay you know and that's what i told the sense sensitive person when we started like i can't control the lobby if you're fine with the space in general and want to have just your office be that way right yeah so uh, is it terrifying to have such a huge lease that you have to pay every month that your tenants could suddenly flake on you and then you'd be on the hook for that price is that terrifying Yes, it's absolutely terrifying, and I just had to find a recent subleaser now. It's now for us is in the middle of summer in Seattle, and it was looking pretty dim. <laughs> I was getting no responses whatsoever, and I called on my most woo-woo-ness, and I sat in that room, and I actually <laughs> pulled some tarot cards and like tried to figure out what to do next because I was so freaked that i wasn't going to find a renter did you did when you're when you're doing the tarot cards did the did the tenant card come up no actually i pull i when i say tarot cards i mean that kind of loosely this was a a goddess deck and um the thing that came was an over uh the an overflowing heart chakra card that i was unfamiliar with but what that said to me was that i needed to work a little harder than I usually do. And so I paired up two part-time people. Usually I just turn down part-time people and I'm like, I can't talk to you. I'm waiting for a full-time person. 
Um, but this time I paired up um, two part-time part people. I was okay. like, hey, you guys should meet each other. And um, yeah. So your overflowing heart allowed people to do that and everyone wins. Yes. Yeah, I would be terrified. You know, and you're the man now. You're you're I'm a totally la- the man. You're a landlord. You're a. I'm like toilet paper. Give me <laughs> give me my money. Right. Give me my money. I've, I've been so lucky though. People have been awesome, and like these are amazing people that do things like always do their dishes. Wow. It's like we never have dirty dishes in the sink. It's like shocking. That is shocking. So I've I've you know knock on wood I feel incredibly blessed and. The thing I was most freaked out about is, like, the messes that get left in public spaces, including things, like, in the bathroom. Oh. Wait, are you responsible for that, too? Well, you know, if something – I mean, there's no cleanup crew. So you are responsible for that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, and so thank God nothing bad has ever happened. Oh, okay. Because, you know, I'm thinking, like, you get a massage and you're all loose, you know? And then, like. Let's not go too much further in this conversation, but let's just know that everybody knows exactly what I'm not looking forward to. (laughs) I'll just say one word splashback. I don't even want to talk about it. But, yeah, just know that my greatest fear has not occurred. And I am so thankful. <laughs> well, that's pretty interesting. And so the idea is, is that because you're putting in all that work and stress, you don't have to pay rent, right? Because well, right if, now, if everyone pays their rent, then your rent is paid for. Yes, but there is paying back the rehab loan on the space. Oh. So right. that's – but eventually – You'll start make it, You'll start breaking even, so to speak. Yes. Yeah. And how how long from now is that? Oh, it's a while. Like years. Three to, three to yeah. four years. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, makes me not want to do that. Actually. Yeah, it's you know, I mean, but the other thing is, I got to build a perfect, my perfect space, and as an art therapist, that's hard. Because a lot of therapy offices or offices conducive to therapy are not conducive to art therapy. Teeny tiny. Yeah. Yeah. You need yeah. space to get on the ground and make a huge mural together, right? Well, I don't need that much space, but oh. I need. Well, your last your your last office in the Pioneer Building had a couch and then a therapist chair, and then further back you had a you had your own desk and a window and like a bookshelf and you know you had a pretty big space there i had a village yeah i and that's what i have in this space oh, okay um so i did it again so if you could go back in time would you tell mm. rebecca of last year to do this or would you go knock it off i mean rebecca of last year i would say uh, I don't know what I would say, but I couldn't find anything. I mean, it wasn't like I had a ton of choices. I mean, I was looking at closets for like a thousand dollars a month. Yeah. Um. So you know, I kind of did it. I don't uh, know if more stuff is open now. Um. Well, the nice but, thing is, is it's really close to your house, right? So, yes, I can and, walk. And that wouldn't have been true if you had gone somewhere else, right? Because there's not a lot of offices in Hillman City. 
yeah, and that's been amazing. Yeah, so that's to be able to walk to. Yeah, I mean that's like a life changer. Yeah. There's if you live in Seattle, just know there's whole days I don't have to get in the car. Yeah, and it's like oh, it feels so good. You used to have that life. I used to when I lived downtown. Yeah, because I worked out of my uh, my house and I my university was across the street. Yeah, so so there were, and you know all the restaurants and nightlife was right outside my door, and so yeah, I would go for days at a time without driving. It was amazing. And I found my life was totally better. Because as soon as you're 16 in America, you instantly just start driving like an hour a day. I mean, think about, you know, you drive to school, you drive home, you know, it's, it's like it, there's there's not a lot of trips that are less than a half an hour. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, from the time I was 16 until I was 40, I was I was driving probably at least an hour a day. Uh, maybe some days I wouldn't drive, but on average. And some days I'd drive like five hours a day, you know. And I think you just get used to it. And then when I lived downtown, all that came to a screeching halt, excuse the pun, and I suddenly realized the stress that was just relief, you know, just suddenly fell off my back. And I was like, oh, man, like, I don't ever want to drive again. And I currently don't drive very much, uh, even though I don't live downtown anymore, because I still work out of my home. And now that I'm not chair of the the program anymore at the university, because that was a lot of work that I didn't want to do. <laughs> and so I don't have to go to the university that much anymore. And so that's really my main driving uh, is going to the university twice a week. So, aside from that, I don't have to drive that much. What? What? You probably don't have to drive. Well, I guess your son, you have to drive him around. Yeah. Yeah, that still happens. Yeah. Well, soon he'll, he'll have a license, and then he can drive. I you can't around. imagine this occurring, but yes, <laughs> that is sooner than later. Yeah, I, it's uh, it's pretty sweet to be a therapist and be able to walk to work. You know, it's a nice. Uh, leisurely way to step in and step out of work as opposed to like you know yelling at people as you're trying to get parking spaces and grimacing and feeling bitter and then being like all right i gotta be a therapist totally and your clients now have an easier time parking presumably than they do right well the neighborhood is not very known to most people but then i say to them free parking and people are like oh okay yeah (laughs) yeah because pioneer square is like parking hell and uh yeah my my very first therapy office i shared with someone it was on capitol hill (laughs) on broadway and the parking for me was terrible let alone for the clients and i just remember thinking like man wouldn't it be nice if i and the client could just could just park normally (laughs) you know and so uh yeah anyway all right, so again, to review, Square the Circle, Art Therapy Workbook, $14, Amazon, and your second book is called uh, Attunement, Mandela Coloring Book. Yes. And that's your new one that just came out now, July 2017. 
if you get in early, you'll you'll get the collector's edition. That's not true, <laughs> but you can you can think that if you want to. You know, nothing wrong with having an active no. imagination about that kind nothing of thing. Nothing wrong. It's being an early adapter is where it's at. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, I mean, if you want to be cool and call yourself cool labels like early adapter, you'll <laughs> buy you'll buy one now. All right, thanks for joining me, Rebecca, and thanks for joining me, everyone out there. Please take care of yourself. Why should people take care of themselves, Rebecca? Uh, for no unique reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's an in-joke between me and Kurt. <laughs>